Fantasy football special. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I had to Peter Griffin that, yo. It's Big Vern with no holes bars. And this is the Fantasy Football Special. I always got with me Jorge. How you doing, Jorge? Speak to the people. I'm doing fine. I love the the the, uh, in, the entry music. Reminds me of uh, Chris Berman and Tom Jackson doing the highlight show on ESPN after the games he's, were done in back in the old days. He's rumbling. He's stumbling. Touchdown. <laughs> stumbling, fumbling, bumbling. <laughs> he could go all the way, and he did. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a good show. I missed that show. But we are not here to talk about. Chris Berman and Tom Jackson. We're here to talk about the two Monday night football games that we had last night due to the virus and fantasy football blues. So I got a story for you about my own team and then also maybe some ads that you want to put on your team to help you out with your fantasy team. But, Vernon, how are you doing in sunny Florida? I'm doing all right. I did see those games yesterday, and uh, I do have to say they were kind of like... Boring. Oh, yes, yeah, boring. Exactly. What was that? My mouth. Boring. Um, the Kansas City New England game. I mean, it was field goals there for a minute. Um, until uh, you know, Kansas, my own finally did something, and then uh, New England plays uh, musical quarterback, musical trust with the quarterbacks, and it all fell down horribly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, old man Brian Warrior couldn't really do anything. He had a guaranteed field goal that at the half, and he got strip sacked, and he missed three points of another touchdown. And then he put Stanham in, and we understand why he was third string because he comes in and throws the pick six. But even though that wasn't all his fault, but you know, still happens, still counts. I think you said it. I think you said it earlier. Like now we know how Cam Cam Newton got the starting job because of the two quarterbacks that we got to see yesterday. So they kind of need yeah. Cam to, yeah. you know, get out of it. But from what I heard today, he's asystematic. So good luck right. with that, New England. Yeah, the, the thing with that is, how was that even a discussion or a competition in in, in training camp? Because remember when we heard Cam coming into the picture, this was supposed to be a quarterback competition. I don't think it was much of a competition from what I seen last night. <laughs> Heavens no! I, I, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they was looking at, but they, uh, from what uh, I me, saw, me from what I saw on a national stage, that was. That was a no-brainer to make him the star. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, I'd like to see Cam play last yesterday and see if that game would have been a little bit closer or if they would have been able to, you know, stay in there. But Chase won pretty handily, uh, especially with the mistakes that the, the backup quarterbacks made for New England. So, you know, if you had Mahomes and you had, uh, you know, Hardman, uh, even Hill, I think Hill got in with a touchdown, then you had a pretty good fantasy night. Um, on to the second game. Um, this game was billed as supposed to be high scoring. Green Bay offense with Atlanta's offense supposed to be high scoring. Well, it was, it was high scoring, but only for one team. That was the Packers. Atlanta, where's your offense? Uh, Julio Jones didn't play long. I was injury. I'm sure fancy owners are moaning about that. 
Todd Gurley did did do good. He had two touchdowns. So if you had him, kudos. Uh, but uh, Atlanta offense on the whole, Brian, what's wrong with Atlanta's offense besides your uniforms? Oh man. It seems like the head coach is having a mental breakdown on the offense. I feel like the offensive coordinator and the head coach are not on the same page. I think the defensive coordinator and the head coach aren't on the same page. I think that this whole – I think that's one – this Atlanta team that we see as far as that's out on the field is a is a victim of, of what's going on in society as far as COVID-19. Do you know that I learned yesterday that one of the players were out because – he was he was quarantined for COVID. Um, so they have the most secondary trouble out of any team that I've seen thus far as far as injury. Not as far as play, but injury. And um, that's concerning because when you go up against the Packers or in any case Aaron Rodgers, he's going to pick you apart. He's going to treat you like a Swiss Army knife. And... Um, it, it was just it was just bad, and it doesn't help that your main guy Julio Jones is injured, and um, and even Kyle Ripley was hurt. Um, it 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 was just sad, and I I don't know what else to say, but I don't know how um, Bill o, Bill O'Brien is fired, but Dan Quinn is still not fired yet, so I'm still questioning the logic behind that, but. Um, I don't work for a team, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's coming shortly. Um, the Atlanta has been blamed for getting out to the lead and blowing the lead. Well, last night, they was never in the lead. <laughs> they had to worry about that. <laughs> right, so they didn't have to worry about a colossal meltdown uh, like they did against Dallas. And uh, uh, I forget who they played uh, last week. and They had the same type of problem. They had to lead. And they gave it up again. But this uh, last night, everything didn't work. There was no lead. There was no offense. Uh, defense, as usual, was bad. So, yeah, there's going to be some changes in Atlanta. Um, also, I believe the Jets, I think Adam Kate, Adam Gates is on very thin leash. Uh, I think I think Bill O'Brien was just the first one to go. I think we'll see, we'll see some teams that follow. Shit, Adam Gates is on the Titanic. He's sinking real quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Dan Quinn is right talked, behind us. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but if you look at the Jets' schedule, okay, they have a very tough schedule. And they have a good possibility of going 0-9, and 0-10. And, and uh, I don't think it's going to get that bad before Gates is no longer the coach. I think they're going to they, they have – they're gonna be on their third string by the time <laughs> by, by the time well, that they get to right. the halfway point. Well, Sam Donald is reportedly uh, to be hurt. How bad, we don't know. It looks like he's going to miss some time, though. So good old Joe Flacco's coming in. So good luck with that one. Well, I guess I have to, you know, get some very tough defensive teams. Wow. So, uh, like I said, the Jets, are, they're just going to wait a while for Derek before they get their first win. <laughs> Joe Flacco, statue quarterback. Good yeah. luck with that. Statue. And so I think Jets were actually in the running for getting Lawrence. And that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. Because they just got, they were supposedly, Sam Donald was supposed to be their franchise quarterback. They're saving and grace. I, I argued this with a friend, because a friend said, oh, he's going to be so good. I said, dude, he went to USC. Tell me the last good USC quarterback. That's a good uh, point. Good yeah, point. Exactly. Good point. So, Great point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, USC, 
these Grammar boys that come out of Southern California, they do good in college, but they never do good in pros. Yeah, um, and and to your to the friend that you was talking about, you should have mentioned the last quarterback from from Southern Cal that was on the Jets really didn't do a really good job as far as um, you know fumble. you know yeah play the game you know. <laughs> That that the highlight will live. That, that highlight will live in infamy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. Our kids, our kids, and our grandkids will know about that play. Yeah, he he will have to live with that <laughs> for the rest of his life. Because <laughs> that would never go out of style. Um, but uh, actually, the last year she quarterback that was halfway decent was Carson Palmer. But not when he's with the Bengals, when he's with the Cardinals. Yeah. So. Um, so you know, I, I argued with this friend. I It looks like I'm going to be right. Uh, he's a bomb. He's a bust. If the Jets do get the first pick, they're, and believe me, they're in the running. They're in the Giants both. But the Giants won't go a quarterback because Daniel Jones is doing, I guess, okay, I guess. So they probably won't go quarterback. But I believe if, if the Jets get the first pick, I do believe they get Lawrence and they'll probably move Donald. You know, they'll, they'll move Donald or keep him as a backup or whatever. I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm talking about for for the kids' sake because, like, um, if Adam Geese is still there, our Gase is still there. Um, I don't know if if that'll be a good fit because of the other quarterback. I mean, he's supposed to be a a quarterback guru when it comes to these um these offensive plays, and we still haven't seen it as far as him being with the Jets. We kind of got a, a glimpse of it with the Broncos, but not with the Jets, no. And this was supposed to be his own little thing, and we're seeing it self-destruct in a matter of just every week, it seems like. So, yes, yes. So I... I I feel for him if if they actually pick him up as far as in that spec because you need to get rid of that 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 head coach and and the offensive coordinator you you got to do something if you're going to bring Lawrence there got to do yeah. something <clears throat> yeah well this you know this three quarterbacks that's supposed to go in, in maybe in the first round maybe top of the second round is uh enjoy you know Lawrence is supposed to be the first one off bat number one overall pick no good question about that. Um, then uh, the, the kid from Ohio State, uh, they think he's going to do. They think yeah, Justin they think he's going to have some talent. And uh, then uh, the, the the Lance uh, guy that you bought up from North Dakota State. Oh, Trey uh, Lance. They, yeah, there's there's debates on him because uh, he only played one game, wasn't that impressive. Um, so so I don't know. He may he may go end of the first round, beginning of the second, but I don't think he's going to be a high top draft pick. Uh, with only playing one game, it really doesn't get to show you too much. Um, I, I guess he'll, he'll go to the NFL, uh, you know, the training thing or whatever, and then see if he can he, he can lose some eyes there. Uh, but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with him. So that's the top three quarterbacks that uh, are looking out for next year. And it looks like the Jets are going to be there. The Giants will be there, but they're not. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. And then uh, we'll see what Jacksonville can do if they can, you know, even though they're not doing that bad right now. Miami, eh, they already got their quarterback. So we'll, we'll see what happens this year. It should be interesting to see who takes these quarterbacks uh, in next year's draft. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you brought up, uh, yes, if you do not know, Vernon just brought it up. Bill O'Brien was fired. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. If you listen to this show, you know that we and Vernon was on the fire bill O'Brien bandwagon long time ago. 
uh, you know, when he made the move to get rid of Hopkins, uh, and he sent him to Arizona, and you get David Johnson and Brandon Cooks, yeah, that, uh, we already knew at the time, it was already written when they when he did that. And it happened exactly how me and you said it was, Vernon. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they pushed the button early because this was getting a little bit too too out of hand, especially I thought it was a little bit like out of hand when they made him the general manager. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, come on, man. There's other people more qualified. Come on. Don't, don't do that to this team, this quarterback, this the, the, the roster that you have. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that they did it now instead of, instead of at the end of the season. But um, I, I think that um, – I think that they're going to bounce back from this because I think the interim coach right now is Romeo Cornell. And um, I think that he'll do okay. I don't think he's going to do great. I think he's going to be okay. Um, But I think defensively, I think you're going to see a little bit more urge and defense from them or uh, an attempt. But like, um, I'm glad that um, they started the process early because it was, it, it was a little bit, overwhelming as far as to watch Deshaun Watson just play his heart out and just oh my god it was just bad (laughs) yeah it was bad I mean I I know about Romeo uh, Corral we had him in Cleveland for a little bit and of course we fired him like we do all coaches but um the thing with the thing with this is here just give me a little bit of fantasy perspective uh with the reducing Texans please do did you you, you know Brandon Cook yesterday had zero catches for zero yards No, I didn't know that. Yes. He had zero catches for zero yards and has not been putting up any fantasy relevant points. And that's why today, when I checked my fantasy league, someone dropped him. And guess what? No one's picking him up. Why would you? He's doing nothing. He's supposed to be the main wide receiver in Houston, and he's doing nothing. And Will Fuller, for God's sake, Kenny Stills is doing better than Brandon Cooks. So that trade was just a horrible trade. DeAndre Hopkins, he's, he's struggled uh, this week, but if you look at the other weeks, he's been on fire uh, with a you know with a young quarterback. So that trade was horrible trade, probably one of the worst in history as we go forward. And it just kills it kills Watson because he's such a good quarterback, and he has no he has nobody dependable to throw the ball to. And David Johnson ain't lighting the world up. He's just an average running back. Doing it, you know, he's not putting up no big fancy points neither. He's not droppable, but you know, he's doing all right. He ain't, he ain't no top running back in the league. And what did we say, Vernon? If this trade doesn't work out, he's going to get fired. And so far, it's been horrible. It's not working out. 0 4, goodbye. Yeah, the last time they went 0 3, they at least made it to the playoffs. I don't even know if they got a chance this time. Nah, I don't see it from where. But no, they did surprise me. They played very well against the Steelers, which I didn't see that coming. I, I thought the Steelers would just steamroll them. But they, they, they actually had a little bit of offense against the Steelers, but still, you know, they still lost. So, yeah, 0-4, not good enough. After you make a, tra- a very controversial train um, that shocked the NFL and ruined your franchise, yeah, uh, Houston's going to recover, but it's going to take a couple of years. They're going to have to go back into the draft, and uh, you know they're going to have to they're going to have to give Deshaun uh, some Watson some weapons. And until that happens, uh, Houston's going to struggle. And I think the Colts 
and the Tennessee Titans are going to be the, the teams in that division for the uh, foreseeable future. Um, all right, then. So that is the two games that we had last night. And uh, I have some fancy information for you. I don't know a lot of our fans out there, listeners, play fancy football. Almost everybody does it, except Vernon this year because he's scared of all the injuries. But how's the pit mall? How's the pit How's your stomach this year? How's your stomach? How's your stomach this year? My stomach's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if people don't care about my fantasy team, but I'm going to tell you a little story. Maybe I'll help yours out. Okay, so I am doing very bad. I'm usually pretty good at fantasy football. I'm not bragging. I just, I'm usually decent at it. I usually make the playoffs, and occasionally I'll go to the Super Bowl, whatever. Anyway, this year I'm doing very bad. Worst start I've ever had. I am actually 1-3. in three. Embarrassed as, as it, I am, I am 1-3 in fantasy football. I played somebody this week I should have beat. And if I would have made some right moves, I would have won. Moves that I should have made was this. Someone, in my right before the kickoff Sunday, someone dropped DJ Shark. DJ Shark, as you know, is a pretty good wide receiver from Jacksonville, but he's been injured, so he wasn't putting up a lot of numbers. Well, the guy I was playing actually dropped DJ Shark and picked up Kenny Cole uh, from the same Jacksonville team. So I, I, I saw him available on the wire, and I immediately picked him up without delay. Now, my mistake was that I should have put him in a starting lineup. But I was worried about, you know, injury lingering. Maybe not. he's not going to ease him back into the office. They're not going to go to him automatically. Eh, wrong decision. I put him on the bench. I didn't start him. What does he do? He scores two touchdowns. 29, point, 29 fantasy points and, you know, 29 fantasy points for a wide receiver is pretty good. And uh, Brennan made a point that the first touchdown catch, if you've seen it, beautiful, beautiful uh, catch, two-toe tapper in the end zone, and he looks like he's healthy. So that's 29 points I could have had, but I, put, I, I left it on the bench. And another bad move that I made, is that two weeks ago, I needed the tight end. I was looking at the Green Bay tight end, tight, uh, Canyon, I believe his name is, and uh, he's been catching, you know, at least one touchdown pass every game. And I was going to pick him up, but I did not pick him up. I picked up Jimmy Graham because Nick Foles took over as uh, the quarterback for Chicago. And Nick Foles, if you follow his career, he loves to throw to the tight end. And in that game, when he came in for Trubisky, he threw two touchdown passes to Jimmy Graham. I thought that was going to continue when Nick Foles was named the starting quarterback going forward. Well, I was wrong. Jimmy Graham only got me seven points, uh, you know, fantasy points on Sunday. If you watch the Monday night game, the Green Bay Packers came in caught three touchdown passes. Not one, not two, three touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers. 33 points, people, for a tight end. That is outrageous. So, if I would have made proper moves, if I would have put DJ Shark in my last starting lineup, if I would have picked up the Green Bay tight end a week earlier, I have him on my team now, but it's a week too late. If I would have put him on my team, I would have won, and I would have been 2-2. Two two. So, you know, when you have stuff like that, and, you know, you, you, you get older, 
you start losing hair, you look like you look like Homer Simpson, it's very frustrating. But that's my story. But going forward, if you don't have the Green Bay Titan Cannon, put them on your team, go to your roster wire right now and put a bid in for him. Even though when Devonta Adams comes back, his production might go down a little bit, he has earned the trust of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is actually looking for him now. And just last night, 11 targets, 11 catches for the tight end. How can you earn the trust of your quarterback? Catch every ball he throws to you. And that's exactly what he did last night. 11 catches, 11 targets, 11 catches, three touchdowns. Pretty good night, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. I didn't. I only I saw the first touchdown, but I did not see the second, the second or third one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell Atlanta was doing. But they constantly left the tight end open. Like, they forgot the tight end was a, was a position on the field, obviously. Because he just kept getting open, and Aaron Rodgers just kept throwing it to him. So, there you go. But uh, fantasy people, if you don't have them, I, 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 I encourage you to pick them up. I picked them up last night. I, I encourage you to, if you need a tight end, if you don't have George Kittle or, 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 or Kelsey or, or Ertz, I would advise you to go pick them up right now to pay dividends in the future. And we had some uh, injuries as far as running backs. Uh, my, uh, my, poor, my poor Cleveland Browns, even though they won, they won at a cost. Nick Chubb went down. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks, um, but not – well. He's going to be at least gone for three weeks because they put him on the IR. So when you go on the IR, you at least have to miss a minimum of three games. So, but they do believe he will be back. But in the meantime, if you've been watching Cleveland, they run the ball more than anybody. Even the Seattle Seahawks, which is unbelievable. But the, 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 the tandem of Chubb and the tandem of Chubb and Hunt have been working. Well, Chubb is no longer gone. The Browns are still going to run two running backs. It's not going to be. It's just not going to be Kareem Hunt all the time, even though he will get majority of the carries. But he was hurt going into the game uh, this Sunday, so I do believe he will be splitting carries. And the name that you want to look for is the Ernest Johnson. The Ernest Johnson. He's a young, a young backup running back for the Cleveland Browns. Like they like this kid. He has speed. He has size. So they are going to use him. So if you need a running back, if you if you had Nick Chubb on your team and he's out, you're looking for a replacement. You want to pick up this guy? He might do good for you. Did somebody already pick him up? Between Hunt and Jonas Johnson. So if you need a filler. I, I would encourage you for you to go pick them up. I picked them up last night myself. Oh, you picked them up, okay? Yes, I did. I yeah, uh, because um, I have um, I have two quarterbacks on the IR. I have um, Fournette on the IR, and also Mostert is on the IR. So that was able to me to pick up another running back. Uh, I had Brian Hill. That was a mistake. Dropped him, and I picked up Giannis Johnson. Um, also, uh, Elson uh, Elkler for the Chargers. He went down. He'll be out for a couple of weeks. Um, so if you have, a, if, uh, like me, unfortunately for me, I already have Joshua Kelly on my team. So I'm going to be using him because he's now going to be the starting running back. So if you do not have Joshua Kelly on your team and he's on your waiver wire, I would encourage you to pick him up. And also Justin Jackson. 
Also, he's going to be the, the backup or reserve, or maybe they split carries. Also, he's going to get off change and uh, carries. So, two running backs that if you are Elston Elkler owner and you need help, look for Joshua Kelly and, and look for Justin Jackson. They might be able to help you out and, you know, save you a, a week or two. Now, Vernon, yesterday, I know we, I didn't bring this up, but you told me something about. The last chance, the uh, colleges. Remember when you brought that up to me? Yeah, because of uh, the hire of Deion Sanders and the uh, the three recruits that um, have been put out there that he has spoken to as far as um, two five-star recruits and a four-star recruit already. So uh, I was just putting some scenarios out there in which – he can be a little bit more successful in the recruiting aspect as far as uh, Jackson State. And, um, you know, maybe other coaches could do it as well. But um, I know for him, he could probably um, take take a chance at one of the uh, documentary series that um, is on Netflix called Last Chance You, where you get to see some of these guys that's, that's had like a troubled past when it comes to making mistakes or, you know, doing doing something that wasn't appropriate at one place and they get another chance to, you know, kind of redeem themselves so they can, you know, get a chance to play on Saturdays and then play on Sundays. And I thought, you know, if, a, you know, certain people actually took a took a gander, certain certain uh, certain athletes at these schools, they could they could have a diamond in the rough and the rest is history. Okay, the reason why I bring that up is um, in my fantasy league, and I know a lot of fantasy leagues are not like this, but we play defense in, in my league. We have defensive players. And I picked up Mal Jack uh, from Jacksonville. So, uh, so a friend of mine in my league dropped him for, um, I guess, because he might be potentially injured. Uh, but I, I picked him up. Um, but it says here, though, if, if Miles Jacks cannot play on Sunday, that last chance you star, Dakota Allen, may see an uptick in defensive usage. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. And cause didn't you tell me there was a guy named Dakota? <laughs> Yeah, but that was a that that was a different Dakota. <laughs> okay, okay, different one. Anyway, though, uh, you know, since you brought up the last chance, you I, when I was reading the the report on Miles, I'm um, sorry, on Miles Jack, his name was mentioned. So there you go. So if if you have Miles Jack in your league, and if you can't use him, and you need one. It, you know, Dakota Allen is someone you could possibly use, or maybe Joe Sherbert, even though he has been doing so great. That's why I dropped him last night. So there you go. But uh, so that is all I really got for fantasy. Is there anything you would like to add? Any people that you would uh, like to have people look out for as far as people that may be on the waiver wire still? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been noticing like certain kickers have been missing, like certain extra points and certain just just anything. So uh, <laughs> I would tell anybody to evaluate their quarter, their their kickers very very carefully. That's, it's a very important part of fantasy football. Don't take, don't take it, don't undermine the, the the kicker, you know. And um, another one is um, be very careful with these running backs because they're getting more hurt. They're getting hurt, hurt, and uh, dropping like flies. Dropping like flies. <laughs> so you better be very selective and very cautious 
of um, the ones you pick up. Now, I would pick up. I would take a look at the backup uh, running back for the Raiders because Jacobs got a little banged up um, that last game. Um, so I don't know how he's gonna. I know he's gonna start, but I don't know if. Um, I'm just saying, take a look out for him. Um, you never know. Um, well, um, if that's the case, the, the backup for the Raiders, his name is Jalen Richard. Uh, he's, uh, he's the second string running back. Catches a lot of balls up the backfield. Uh, does much of the tackles occasionally. He's more of a speed guy. But um, if, so if you are going to take the uh, advice of my friend Vernon, that is the guy that you're going to look out for, uh, Jalen Richard. Yeah, besides that, man, I don't I don't know really what else to say. I mean, don't go don't get anybody from Tennessee right now. They're 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 having problems. <laughs> they're having problems over there and I wish them the best and speedy recoveries for everybody, but um Well Vernon, I got a report for you for the Tennessee Titans. The the report is that for two days in a row there have been no new cases for the coronavirus for Tennessee Titans. That's, that's great. That's great. I wish I had the applaud thing so that we could. <laughs> that's that's great but, news. Uh, I, I just I want to add on something to that too, though. Now that's, that's great news uh, for everybody involved. But now the NFL is going to investigate the, the Tennessee Titans because they think that they didn't follow proper COVID nineteen protocols, man. Because it's leading to fines and suspensions for people in charge of Tennessee. If they find any wrongdoing. Well, if the NFL investigates Tennessee, they might get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll just spread even more. I hope they do it remotely. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I said, that's, you know, um, like I said, besides them being COVID-19 free for two tests for two days in a row, um, the NFL, they are going to look into the Tennessee Titans. They think that they might, some of the players or staff might have not followed the rules correctly. And if they find any wrongdoing, I don't know what the penalty will be. But uh, just, you know, just, put, just putting that out there. Probably fines um, and some draft picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably what's uh, going to happen. Yeah, probably. Uh, I just want to go back to the kicker for a moment because you should be very wary of your kickers in fantasy football. Yeah, you you've been noticing it. You've been noticing the yes. the lack of jobs that as far as like you have one job kicker. All you have to do is just put it between. <laughs> you have one job. You got one damn job, and then it's easier right. because it's no it's no fans there. It's pre no fans, all right. so it's all focused. It's just you and the goal. Just uh, you. <laughs> Nicola. One of the reasons I lost this week was because of the kicker. The kicker that I played against, uh, I believe, was Randy Bullock, who played for the Cincinnati Bengals, for God's sakes, had 17 points for the field goal kicker. My field goal kicker, Zoolander, or Zoolander, whatever the hell his name is, he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He gave me all the points the Dallas Cowboys scored. You know how many points he put up? Two lousy points. That is a 15-point difference. That's huge when it comes to a kicker. So, you know, the, the reason I picked him up is because all the Dallas is going to score a lot of points. You know, the, the, he's going to put up, he's going to get field goals, he's going to get extra points. Half the damn time, if he ain't missing extra points, Dallas ends up going for two points. And I get no points out the field goal kicker. So I had to do what I had to do, Vernon, to make my team better. I dropped it. Had to. 
I can't take two points from my field goal kicker and all of that. The rest of the season, he has not been doing all that well anyway. So who I did pick up, and I know this is going to be a surprise to some people, but I picked up Sanders. Sanders is a field goal kicker from Miami. And according to ESPN Fantasy Ranks, he is the sixth, sixth best kicker in NFL Fantasy. And not only that, I looked at his stats. He has hit double digits all four weeks. And double digits for a kicker is really good. So, Vernon, you, we talked about this earlier in the pregame. What do you think about um, the, the Miami Dolphins field goal kicker? As we know, that Miami Dolphins is not an offensive machine. I think that that would be a very wise pickup right there because they're act, they're utilizing him and he's making um, you know he's taking advantage of his opportunity and um, looks like you know stats don't lie so <laughs> pick him up yeah pick I'll him, pick up. him up I, I, think I made my team better I think and you, I, I, I think you said he's you made, like, you made a very you made a very good point earlier that you didn't say and I'll, I'll bring it up for you that my, we we know that Miami Dolphins are not going to score fifty points in the game we know Miami Dolphins are not going to throw touchdowns left and right we know this. But what the Miami Dolphins can do with old man Fitzpatrick, they can get in field goal range, and this guy's making them, and that counts in fantasy. I'd rather have three points than one. And if you kick 40, 50 yards, you get more points. So I think that even though he's on a bad team, he's making a, a good. He's making the best out. Of, he's making good out of a bad situation. He's showing that and, he earned his roster spot right there. And nobody <laughs> picked him up, and I seen him, and I said, you know what, hey. I'm dropping a guy who's ranked 18th in fantasy for a guy who's sixth. Math don't lie. The number is 12. You see the 12 place difference right there. Yes. Yes. But yeah, big, man. Big, yeah, that's big difference. kicking. Kicking big difference. is very important. And, and bro, I've been seeing a lot of like, uh, like shanks and no goods and I'm like dude really how do you do that? There's nobody there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not just my kicker. This is like a, this is like a plague across the league. Uh, so many missed extra points and missed field goals, and, and I mean even you know good field goal kickers like uh, uh, Buckholtz for KC, he missed the extra point I think uh, uh, last week. So it's it's uh, something's going on. I don't know what it is, but uh, hopefully uh, you can get your kicker that is reliable, and I hope I improve my team by uh, picking up uh, standards from the Miami Dolphins. And talking about Miami, unless you have anything else to say about fantasy football, let's talk about basketball. Yeah. Uh, game game four I tonight. Do. Who you got? Game four? Um, I would be like Miami, but shoot, man. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to just go with – Um, I think they get Bam back tonight. Do they get Bam? If they get Bam back tonight, I'm going to say Miami. So Miami tonight. I'm gonna go with Miami. I, 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 I would like to agree with you, but um, you're not. But I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> nah. Uh, nah. I, I, I see. I see that game as a fluke. Uh, I don't think Jimmy Butler is gonna play out of his mind uh, again. They're gonna have two teams. They're gonna have two guys on him, probably. Uh, I think without the point guard Dragon, um, there, I, I think they really need him. He, he's, he's the, he's like the head. Uh, they really need him, and him being out for the rest of the series is a big hurt. Uh, they need uh, uh, Tyler Hero needs to start hitting threes like like he's you know he needs to be out, start playing out of his mind again. 
for Miami, for Miami to even. I mean, if Miami, if the, if Miami happens to win tonight, and even at the series, then we got a series. If if Lakers win tonight, then it's off. It's probably over. But um, I, I I I want Miami to win, but I think the Lakers are going to win. I just think Miami, like I said, they're tired. Um, yes, they stepped up. They had some fight in Game Three, but can they do that again? Because you know the Lakers are coming hard tonight, and I don't think Anthony Davis is only going to get sixteen points. Well, after watching Jimmy Butler and actually watching the comments he said after the game, I think he's going to have his team not only motivated but confident that they can play with them guys. And I I hear you as far as you know saying um, they're gonna they're not gonna play like the last game, but I don't think the last game was a fluke. I think that Anthony Davis didn't play like he did the first two games. And I think that's the only reason why they lost the game as far as uh the Lakers. But Well they have the well they have to look great LeBron James. Can can he do it himself? Who, LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. If he's still great, he's he's the best player of all time, then why can't he do it himself? I mean, you don't remember in two thousand seven when he pretty much he was the best player on the Cavaliers team and he played a team in San Antonio and he got swept. I mean, he can't do it by <laughs> himself. Come on, he can't do it by himself. You know, you know, and let's be honest, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for one lucky shot by Ray Allen, he would only have uh, two titles instead of three. Let's not forget about that, by the way. But anyway, um, yeah, LeBron needs help. LeBron, uh, that's the reason why he recruited Anthony Davis. And, uh, and make no bones about it, he recruited him to the Lakers. He knows he can't do it by himself, especially particularly at his age now. He needs, he always writes the coattail of some superstar. And Anthony Davis is in his prime. And in the first two games it showed, I don't know where he went in the third game. He did a disappearing act. Uh, but I believe he'll be back tonight. If, if Miami's going to win, Jimmy Butler needs help. Jimmy Butler can't do it all by himself like he did in game three. I, I, he needs some help. Hero needs to hit some three-pointers. Bam, if he does come back, he needs to play that solid defense. He is going to need help, and I don't know where he's going to get it from. This, this is the thing, too. They're going to have to play mistake-free football. They can't make any mistakes, so Crowder can't be shooting threes like the last game. And freaking Hero and Robertson are going to have to freaking pick their pick their their spots when it comes to threes because they're both three-point shooters but they haven't really been shooting where they know they can really be effective at and um if you saw that last game they was Miami was they was putting threes up like it was like the last like it was like the last time you know what I mean? And um, some of them went in, but some of them was questionable. Like, why did he take that shot? You know what I mean? Like, so they're going to have to play, like, mistake-free football when it comes on the offensive fly, on the offensive side as far as give the right person the ball as far as when there's an opportunity. And uh, if they do that, they, they might have a chance, but I'm still going to ride with them as far as tonight's game, as far as I, them for the win. Okay, uh, we talked about this in the pregame show. And, uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the name of the person, uh, so I would give him credit for it. But this point was brought up, and me and Vernon talked about it, and I think it's very interesting. 
if LeBron James happens to lose this series to this kind of Miami Heat team, how bad does it tarnish his legacy? Uh, it just makes you not want to talk about him in the in that talk anymore. I mean, he's a great player, but I don't, just because a guy wears the same number as as the goat doesn't really mean that he's that he's gonna. Nah, man, like he's out. He's out of the conversation. He's out because he's it, out. if he loses this series, <laughs> he's out. He's three, he's three and five. Now, granted, we'll, we'll, give, we'll, we'll give you kudos for, for being in eight NBA Finals, two more than Jordan. I'll, I'll give him that. But there's a problem. Jordan has a nice little goose egg when it comes to how many series finals he lost. Uh, zero. None. Not top. So, you know, and even if LeBron James wins this series, which unfortunately I think he will, because I think it's going to be a miracle for Miami to win. Hey, don't forget, uh, don't forget, Jordan never had a game seven. <laughs> yes, yes. What the hell was game seven? Game seven? Don't please me on to another point. I'll get to that in a minute. Let me finish the point I'm on now. The point is this. Even if LeBron James wins this series, and unfortunately I think he will, he's only four, he's four and four. He's only 500. He still has not had a winning record in the finals. Even if he wins this one, he's four and four. Sparkles for being, you know, saying fifty percent in the finals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sprinkles are for winners. Spark- <laughs> Sprinkles are for closers. But um, you know, the, and I'm sorry, you brought up. What did you say? Because you brought up another point. I, I was going on another rant. So what? What did you? What did you say uh, about the, the last thing you said about Jordan? It's too late now, man. You, you don't remember? Okay. All right. I don't remember either. But um, I'm uh, I'm excited to watch the game tonight. Um, this uh, WNBA, uh, WNBA on tonight. I'm sure Brendan's going to watch it. And there's also some, some baseball games tonight. Uh, if you paid any attention to, uh, if you watched anything besides football last night, which me and Brendan didn't, even though the games were boring, uh, there was two games last night in baseball. Uh, Houston took care of the Oakland Athletics, ten to five, and the uh, Yankees took care of Tampa Bay, I believe, nine to four. Uh, any comments on them two things, on them two games, and then games going in tonight? What was the score of the first one? Ten five, uh, ten five, Houston. 
Oof. And if uh, and if Houston ends up in the World Series and Houston wins it again, are people still gonna call them cheaters? Nah, nah. What if it's what if it's a rematch of what is it, Houston and the Dodgers? Dodgers, oh my god. There's gonna be some beanballs in that one. I know, I hope that happens. There's gonna be some beanballs in that one, boy. There's gonna be some beanballs right to the head. Oh, it's gonna be Because the Dodgers is oh, the Dodgers are so pissed about that. And they have the right to be. Yeah. But yeah. If that if that goes if that goes down, oh my goodness. They better have they better, oh, they better have some police there. Cause that's gonna that's that's that can get ugly real quick. Real, real quick. Well, tonight you have uh, San Diego. You have the Battle of California, San Diego, and the Dodgers. I'm kind of rooting for San Diego. I like the swagger. I like the shortstop. I like his flair for the game. But Dodgers seem to be the better team um, all around. Uh, I think San Diego's time is coming. I just don't think it's now. I think the Dodgers take it. Yeah, I like Mookie Betts in in that series a lot, and I like the. I like the pitching of the Dodgers compared to the Padres for some reason, but I, I can't sleep on the Padres because you never know they could they could snap out of any you know snap out of it and just go go back to the home run derby they they had like early in the season. So, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. So that that's, that's, that's definitely true. And then the other series, uh, the Miami, the Miami Marlins, <laughs> in a surprise uh, first round beat. The favorite Cubs, which I'm still shocked about that, and I love it because I hate the Cubs. It's not surprising uh, when it's the Cubs. Uh, what's that? It's not surprising when it's the Cubs. Eh, well, yeah, well, they've been good. <laughs> they've been good recently, the last maybe few years, you know, after the 108-year curse. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, Miami's in the playoffs. How do you think they're going to do tonight? P- who's pitching? I think that really, um, I think that's the, uh, that's the thing that you got to consider when it comes to them to line up as far as the pitching lineup because um, that's that's one of the reasons why they're in the playoffs. Um, I think um, I think the first game will let us know about that that right there. But um, well, maybe the Miami Marlins' first two starters. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Miami because of the momentum of the city. As far as yes. what's going on, right there. so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pick Miami with that because the Braves, the Braves is a good team, but um, I think because of the momentum, I'm gonna give it to Miami right now. Well, the, the first two pitchers of Miami are good. Uh, they, you know, they shut down a very opponent uh, lineup in the Cubs, but, but I don't. Braves have a damn knack of fucking. They win when they shouldn't win, and they lose when they shouldn't lose. That's what the Braves are. I've been watching them for you know, a lot of years because my Mets always lived, uh, lost, lost to them over so many years. Uh, I want Miami to win, but I think the Braves are going to find a way. I hate to say it, but the Braves, they find, I, I love Miami's 30 pitching, and if they get the first two games, like did they get the Cubs, then maybe they take it. But the Braves just have a knack of doing crap you don't think they're going to do. So I, so I'm going to take the Braves. Unfortunately, I'm going to take the Braves in this series. And uh, but I hope you're right. I hope the momentum of the city of Miami comes through, and uh, they take care. They can go ahead and, and take the Haiti Braves uh, out of my life for this year. Yeah, that would be something. And just one quick note, since we're on the we're on the uh, Miami thing. Uh, my team, 
the Hurricanes, VU, have a very big game this week, uh, Brandon. They play number one Clemson Tigers. Now, I know, you know, since you're a hater of the U, you you were for Clemson, and I understand that. But, do you, but putting on your college football hat, do you think at any chance, any way, that Miami keeps this close, or can they actually pull off the upset? Wow, I wish you would have saved this for the actual show and not the fantasy special, but to, to answer your question, that's why I call you a homer, because you didn't... <laughs> Um, I think it'll be a competitive game, um, but I think I think the football don't lie, and uh, I'm gonna have to give it to Clemson. Um, I, as far as how bad you, you might get beat, and I say might, um, I say I, I'm gonna say me either 21 or 28. What do you got? Okay. Well, um. Uh, as, as much as I like to see Miami pull the upset and put all my heart and soul into that game, um, I, 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 th- I think Clemson is going to win. I don't, I don't think it's going to be 28 points. I do think Miami keeps it somewhat close. Uh, this, this is a good game for Miami because this, this shows me where the program is right now. Um, you know, we've been down for a lot of years. Uh, uh, I, uh, the port hole has been has been crucial for Miami. Uh, you know, we're getting King um, from Houston that was huge. Um, this is going to grade how far we will come. And uh, unfortunately, though, I still think Clemson is king of the hill when it comes to the ACC. And they wanted the job in college football with Alabama. And uh, I, I think just because they're experienced, they're at home. Uh, you know, Lawrence is, you know, the best quarterback in the nation. Um, I, I think Clemson will win, but I'll, I'll go 14 points. I say maybe keeps it close with the defense, and uh, I say maybe lose about 14 points. And we'll talk about it again on a Monday, on, on, a, on our normal time, normal time slot. But, uh, yeah, I just want to bring it up because we were on Miami run. So we, if we're going to talk about Miami, let's talk about all things Miami. So we covered the Dolphins, we covered the Hurricanes, we covered the Marlins, and we covered the Heat. So we'll see. I'm hoping that this Miami, you know, like you said, you think the Marlins are going to win because the the, mem- the momentum of the city. Or I'm hoping that also carries over to the college football team. But we'll we'll see how that goes. Clemson uh, is a very very heavy uh, giant in college football, and probably going to be so until. Sweeney leaves, or we'll see what happens after Lawrence uh, leaves this year. But uh, it looks like another Alabama Clemson national championship, and uh, we'll see if that actually happens. And we'll have a full college report, uh, you know, either Saturday night or, or Monday morning, or whenever we decide to do the show again. Vernon, I'm I'm pointing at you right now, even though you can't see me over the phone. So uh, you call you call that when you want to have the the next show. And if you have uh, if you have anything else to say, I'm done. All right, we're gonna end it like that, man. All right, all right. Till the next time, man. See ya.